Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? We are back. We're coming off of WrestleMania weekend. It's a new wrestling year, and we are ready to go with a new year of the Chick Foley Show. Before we get into all the action over the weekend, all the amazing figure reveals, let's start, as always, by introducing the stars of the show. Sheena, how you doing? I'm doing good. Surprisingly, if you listen to last week's episode, um, you know I was kind of down on WrestleMania, but I'm sitting here on Tuesday night. Thoroughly sports entertained. So I, I had a good weekend. Uh, it was a full weekend of wrestling, but man, it, they, they showed out. So I'm stoked to talk about it. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get into the nitty gritty in a little bit, but it's definitely the best WrestleMania of probably the last five years, maybe longer. It was, uh, it was a fun weekend of wrestling for sure. Uh, Marco, how did you enjoy all the festivities? Awesome. I uh, hung out with one of my buddies over the weekend. He, uh, it was his, it's his birthday weekend, so hung out with him, watched night one. Um, and then, uh, spent night two with the, uh, with the fam. So yeah, had a pretty, pretty festive, uh, mania weekend. Jordan, what's going on out in the Midwest? Uh, things are good. Just like you guys, I was, uh, definitely sports entertained this weekend. It, it, I will admit Sunday dragged on a little bit, but we'll get into that a little later. All right. And you can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley, Marco running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley show. And then you can find all of our pod foundation brothers at pod foundation. You got the extra cooler show at turnbuckle tavern and coming down the aisle podcast. Most importantly, you can join our Foley fam at Chick Foley show.com. We're going to start a new picks league. Uh, WrestleMania was a one-off event, but we have a new picks league starting. So if you want to get in on that, we do our picks. We create like a whole season and it's so much fun. So definitely worth joining our Foley fam just for that. Yeah. The, uh, the WrestleMania challenge ended up being a little bit of a, uh, uh, a mess. We had 15 people were in it and seven ended up tied for the win. Pretty crazy. Considering never, we, we, we did NXT and WrestleMania. So there was like WrestleMania. It was like, I yeah. want to say there was a total of like 33 predictions you had to make. And we somehow ended up in a seven way tie. Yeah. So hats off to Jordan and Marco. They were both part of the uh, winner's circle. The prize ended up being uh, like 10 bucks, you know, and I think most people just opted to roll that into their entry fee for the next season of fully nice. picks league. But, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty crazy. Uh, so, yeah, we're getting the plugs out of the way early because we got so much stuff to discuss this week. We also want to remind you guys to sponsor to support our presenting sponsors, Ringside Collectibles. Use code Chick Foley to save 10 percent. And uh, at Chalkline, use code PF10 to save 10 percent courtesy of the Pod Foundation. You guys ready to get into WrestleMania weekend? Let's go. Everybody take a swig. It's going to. Be a a full segment for sure. Yeah, so we'll start it off right. Uh, Sheena, what were some of your highlights of the weekend? I mean, there were so many different highlights for so many different reasons. But man, I loved the Pat McAfee segment. I loved his match. I loved the aftermath with uh, Vince coming out and having his first, you know, his his big mania moment. um, Actually having a match, which was just like... Holy shit. You know, he had I don't this, think anybody saw that one. Coming. No, nobody saw that coming. So that was super fun. And I thought it was pretty crazy that in that same segment, we had two of the best sold stunners of all time, like right alongside one of the worst stunners of all time with Vince McMahon. So I, I thought it was great. Even though Vince took the worst stunner of all time, it was so funny. I laughed. Stone Cold Steve Austin was laughing, which was just the best. Uh, it was so great to see him out there having so much fun. I actually liked his uh, night two appearance 
just as good, if not better than uh, his night one appearance. Yeah. I don't really know what happened with Vince there. It looked like maybe Vince got cold feet and wanted <laughs> to like, he like he chickened out and take the stutter at the last second. I think he, I think he just oversold the kick dude and lost his balance. I think he just had a little bit of like vertigo or something because uh, that's what really happened. And Stone Cold had to like just grab him by the noggin and like pull him I, back in and yeah, <laughs> just I know, give, I, give him the stunner. Yeah. I know what happened. He's almost 80 years old. That's what, that's what pretty much happened. Yeah. <laughs> Bend over too fast when I mean, you're 80 years old. Yeah. You're going to lose a little bit of your equal. Equilibrium for sure. Yeah, we know he's uh, Vince McMahon, and he's you know the almighty you know god of of uh, sports entertainment. But he's uh, getting up there in age, so uh, yeah, that was a, that was a fail on his end. I don't blame Stone Cold at all for that. Yeah, for me, the highlight was definitely uh, night one main event, Austin and KO. Yeah, I sick. thought that was just perfectly perfectly executed uh ko did a great job hyping it up and it was a great job overall by wwe of kind of under promising and over delivering i think it, it still would have been just as good if we would have known from the start it was going to be a match but just the way it was presented uh just seemed really electric and you know to quote michael cole it was definitely a moment seeing uh, yeah. hearing the bell ring with austin in the ring once again after yeah i think years. if we would have known it was a match we would have built it up too much in our head or either got too down on it i just feel like just not the not knowing was what made it super cool and you know what made us like just enjoy what we were getting you know because we didn't know what we were getting so yeah i thought it just really kind of put us in the moment and uh we were really present to just kind of be like all right well what the hell is going to happen here mm. and stone colds took a freaking um suplex Onto the concrete. Oh, the Onto the concrete. I, I was like, I, I could, I was stunned. No, no play on words intended, but I was like stunned. Just took a, uh, took a pretty good lick to the ring post. Also, yeah, he was, yeah. He was taking oh, some bumps. Yeah. yeah, I thought he was going to knock his ass out like, right there. Yeah, yeah, he was taking a lot of like suplexes, and he was he was taking some bumps during that. I mean, it was a, that match was what like twenty minutes almost. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah. I'm surprised he went twenty minutes, and I mean, he proved a lot of people wrong. Um, the best moment of that match was when uh, KO got on the ATV and couldn't figure out how to start it. And then uh, Stone Cold came up and just like, you know, drove him like right up to the top of the ramp. I thought yeah. that was just so funny. Someone already, um, him out. yeah, someone already, uh, you know, put over the, um, the Celine Dion. Um, my heart will go on with that, uh, with that clip. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, the, You're here. And yeah. he's like driving him up the ramp. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I thought the close runner up to Austin and KO was Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair. Oh, uh, if you listen to the preview, so, our preview yeah. last week, we were all kind of down on the build to that match and mm-hmm. thought maybe the story just kind of played out. But I thought both ladies showed out. It was the best Becky Lynch has looked in probably yeah, years. Definitely. Honestly, yes. um, she she did a great job putting Bianca over. It was an awesome match. I, I love the start, the callback to their match from SummerSlam. Uh, for a split second there, I thought Becky was going to get the win again in, in short order just to kind of troll the fans. But but Bianca showed out. It was an awesome moment. And uh, I'm excited to see what she does with uh, with her reign the second time around. Uh, Jordan, what were some of your lowlights of the weekend? Um, I mean, that New Day and uh, Sheamus and whatever uh, match was, uh, yeah. was. I mean, they had to move it from Saturday to Sunday, first of all. And then it was just a straight up squash when they did it. And um, why didn't the New Day win? They came out with all this big E tribute, and yeah, then they still lost. Like I feel like that was such BS. They just dude. completely disrespecting the the New Day. So yeah, that one could have stayed on the cutting room floor for sure. Yeah. The biggest the biggest low light though, we have to talk about it, dude. They have got to stop with all the video packages and commercials. That was like an oh, hour and yeah. a half each yep. night. That was yeah. ridiculous. 
Yeah. Well, so you, we found out the, all the so the excessive video packages and then on night two the recaps. That's because if you're not a Peacock uh, premium subscriber, you get commercials during that. So the people that are, I, I'm assuming you guys are also on the the premium Peacock where it's ad free. Yeah. Uh, but the people that weren't on that, they were getting commercials. So we were seeing a recap of like Drew McIntyre and Happy uh, Corbin. They're getting, okay. they were they're seeing, getting like yeah, they're seeing two two or three minutes of commercials. Oh damn, um, yeah. Yeah, so that that's not on WWE. That's on Peacock. That's part of the deal. I, I agree. It got excessive. I feel like that was about half the show was video recaps. But in their defense, I will say what it costs for about six months of Peacock is what it used to cost for like one WrestleMania pay per view. Yeah, back yeah. in the day. Yeah, they, and honestly, I would take I would take watching those video recaps that WWE does over a bunch of commercials oh, yeah. and ads. Anyway, yeah. If you have a um, this was like in the beginning and it's still going. If you do, if you're an Xfinity. Um, subscriber, you actually get uh, Peacock for free. It's uh, they added, and it's a, you don't have to pay for it at all. Premium, actually. So I think you pay, no, you pay like five dollars more for premium. But um, yeah, that's uh, that's worth it if you don't want to sit through those crazy long commercials. I didn't even know that was a yeah. a thing. That kind of sucks. Anybody else got any uh, lowlights they want to discuss? Um. I mean, I, I was entertained. I, would, I don't know. I wasn't really looking for a lot of, uh, I mean, you know, the, bad things. Not really a low, but uh, like we, we talked about this a little, not even a little bit, but just like mentioned it. Stephanie walking out with Gable Stevenson for no reason and then walking back. Yeah. yeah. That was like, what, what I think was, that was just, uh, <laughs> I think that was to set the table for night two. So that way you knew who this guy was. I think they wanted to have him with that in ring moment that he had what? with uh, Street Profits uh, and Chad Gable. Yeah. And I think they were just worried that maybe he'd get the who treatment from the crowd yeah. if uh, he just popped up on night two like that. For me, I was definitely let down by the main event. You guys know oh, I, yeah. uh, no, definitely, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a big acknowledger of the Tribal Chief. Not that it was a bad match, but it was just a whatever match. I was expecting them to break out all the stops. We actually watched their uh, their crown jewel match um, from back in October during the pre-show, and that match was awesome. Yeah, Roman was did good. his top rope dive. Brock was busting out some new moves he doesn't normally do. This one was like paint by numbers. This was like watching a match on uh, – on WWE 2K or something. It was, there was no imagination to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was just nothing, you know, I, True, I don't know if this was one of those days that Brock showed up at the office and just well, didn't have his working boots on well, him or, well, well, there's been, since it happened, um, you know, they kind of cut the match kind of short, yeah. right? Like there was still lots of time left, but so apparently Roman's shoulder got dislocated out of the socket. So dude. I so, heard that, but then, the only that none of the dirt sheets picked up on that. There's been no backstage. Uh, There's been no yeah. follow up reporting on that, and people were just going off a picture. Like, and, I mean, he seemed. I mean, fine he said he literally said stuff. to Paul Heyman. I mean, uh, granted, it could be anything. <laughs> he said it's out, dude. You know, and then of course Paul Heyman's like, you know, oh my tribal chief. You know, yeah, like, exactly. I like, think that was just. I think that was part of the match. I think that's how they booked the finish. I don't think he actually dislocated his shoulder because he you know, he sold it at first. That first time he held the belt up, but. But why would, the they, why would they? Why would they cut the show? Cut the show a little yeah, bit. That's, that's what do you mean? What do you mean? Cut the show short? How do you feel? That match was that match was like awfully short. It wasn't even like yeah, it was way it, shorter it was, than yeah. like yeah. That's yeah. It. But if you, their match, so it was. And I Roman say the typically match, has like a build where he's like you know he always starts a little bit slow, but then like in the last like you know. 10 minutes of the match. He's all, he's like, it's like all freaking, yeah. you know, balls kinda, to the wall. It, it, like it, it, we didn't theory, really go there. My theory is it's one of those days where Brock just showed up and didn't feel like doing a bunch of extra stuff in the ring. That's what I think. You um, think he showed up to wrestle freaking mania and just, it it's, not, it's not like he just showed up at Monday night raw. Dude. He did he was it like, to Dean Ambrose you know at, uh, at WrestleMania well, 32. I mean that this just, I'm not saying for sure. I def, I don't think that Roman actually got hurt. I, I think, well, there's a, they also, what I was reading is yeah, he uh, had a tricep tear. 
That's what. I, that's why I was like kind of swollen. His like tricep was swollen like that. Um, Before the match started? No, no, no. During the match. After that, like whatever that Kimura lock that he had, that he yeah. had on um, him. And then uh, there's another video of um, them laying like next to each other, and uh, Brock kind of like puts his hand under uh, Roman's neck and kind of squeezes and asks if he's all right. So, yeah, I mean, it's possible to me. It's Tuesday night as we record this. Um, you guys have been following wrestling long enough to know if there was something to this, we would have heard about it by now. But it's I, been but radio silence. I don't then, know though, dude. I don't know, but it's Roman. It's different. Yeah, it's not like I, he, just, I mean, he's been the champ for so yep. long, and he's the he's now the unified champ. Yeah, dude. I don't so think, it's like yeah. I don't think they're just going to be like, oh, well, Roman's going to relinquish the title because he's not going to be able but to yeah. wrestle for the next like you know few months that's or whatever. That's what I was thinking. Yes, yeah, I, I think you guys have worked yourselves into a shoot. I mean, you I know, think. I mean, Marco and I have a tendency. We we enjoy getting work. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. mean? Yeah. Like it's it's just kind of, of who we are. You, uh, but uh, Jordan, you want to weigh in on this? What, what's your theory on what happened with the main event? That dude is not hurt. They just. I don't think Brock didn't want to work because I mean he looked fine. I. I don't know, man. It, it was just a weird match to me. I mean, it literally was they each did their normal three moves five times, and that was the match. Like, it just, yeah. it was just there. There wasn't really anything to it. I don't really but, think he got hurt. I mean, I, I mean, you, you can't build something as the biggest match or the biggest match of all time, and, and it's a dud. Like, sure they had to, they, they build yesterday as the biggest raw of the year, and look what they did with it. Yeah, that's <laughs> well, that's WWE. They I mean, don't care. Well, that's for every raw though. Every raw after Mania is the biggest raw, so that's not like a thing. They labeled this match as the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. Yeah, so, I'd be like, interested to see. Uh, there's definitely a story to be had because the match did not come be, again. Not that it was a bad match, but I don't think it came I anywhere it was, close yeah. to delivering. On the hype or the potential, yeah, we you could have put you could have put Bianca and Becky in that slot on night two. You know what I yeah. mean? And oh, it would have been yeah, that a match was fire. Event. Yeah, like and think about that match. Both both ladies were busting out moves yeah. that we don't normally see yep. them do. Becky did a freaking moonsault of all things. Um, yeah, I uh, I don't know what happened. Something was definitely up. I, I'm gonna go. I'm putting my chips down though that Roman is not injured. I don't I don't think Roman got hurt. Hmm. I mean, I hope you're right. I don't want I don't want my yeah. tribal chief to be uh to be hurt, but um. You know, not good, not know. good for business, as they say. It's yeah, another low light for me was uh was Ronda and uh, Charlotte. I felt like that match was just kind of meh. Yeah, you know it was what I mean. Mid, Ronda, sure. yeah. yeah, very very mid. I it just picked, it picked up close to the end. Yep, um, exactly. I thought the ending was kind of weak. Like Ronda, after being basically indestructible, you know, Becky caught her on a roll up, but other than that, she's been unbeatable for yeah. you know the the year plus that she's been in WWE, and then she gets pinned after a big boot. Um, that was kind of weird. Yeah, the but. big boot. Why the big boot? I don't understand how that was like the the finish of the match, dude. Hogan, it did feel like Ronda started to get her mojo back towards uh towards the end of it, though. I was digging. Yeah. I, I was I was starting to feel the last half of that match, though. But yeah, it definitely seemed like they were uh, just trying to see who could be the most mid. Uh, to quote MJF for the uh, <laughs> yeah. the first wow. ten minutes or so of the match. Speaking of things that weren't mid, Logan Paul showed out. What'd you guys think of the? I thought the celebrity appearances this year did did good. good. Johnny Johnny Knoxville was great. Logan Paul was yeah, great. Yeah, Logan Paul um, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he definitely uh, surprised me on uh, during that yeah. match. Yeah. Then I seen a video. I wasn't sure if he like trained as much as you know Bad Bunny did and stuff like that. But there is like there's a uh, uh, backstage stuff where he's like training with uh the Miz and I think MSK he trained with as well. Stuff like yeah. that. So yeah, he took it seriously and he, I mean, he showed, showed and proved. If you're going to walk, if you're going to walk out with a $6 million poke, Pokemon card yeah. around your neck, dude, you got, you got to like, you know, prove yourself. Yeah, no, it was, it was good. Um, Johnny Knoxville. That was, that was probably the highlight of the weekend for me. It was that match. 
I mean, it was fun. Th- that on, was man. a lot of fun. That's that was way fun. more fun. That's sports entertainment I, I wonder, at its finest. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it hit the other people the same as it hit us, you know, because we grew up in the jackass era. Yeah. So for us, like, you know, Party Boy and Wee Man and all that oh, coming out, like, Party I mean, all, that just hits you right in the freaking nostalgia feels. And they did it so well. I thought it was so much fun. KB, but it's just- uh, KB Wrestling Reviews, that's like the main site I go to for my reviews and stuff. He was actually at mania and he said the crowd was just electric for that entire yeah, match he said people were laughing their asses off and cheering the entire time he said as far as live response goes he said that was arguably the biggest match of the uh of the weekend yeah they, they could they should have put that as a main event on sunday and let everyone <laughs> not, not even, i mean they wouldn't everyone would have went home happy because that match was that match was insane yeah man. it was it was so much fun yeah, definitely. Um, so I'll kick it off then. It's a good segue for our most wanted figure of Mania. I'm going to say we need a uh, ringside exclusive Johnny Knoxville uh, from WrestleMania coming with all the weapons. You know, he needs the uh, the giant mouse trap, the table covered in mouse traps. We man needs to be an accessory. Um, we, are, we already got, you know, build a figure dominant coming. So you could just use that body and yep. put a different head sculpt on there. Um yeah, I think he's definitely my uh, my most wanted of the uh, hmm. uh, of the weekend. Sheena, what about you? What figure do you want most? Um, I like I would like a, a Rhea and Liv two pack in their entrance gear with like uh, you know their I don't know S whatever you call yeah. it their uh, S and M gear dominatrix gear yeah <laughs> yeah um, they look they looked awesome so I, I thought their their entrance gear was really great. Jordan, um. Definitely not Seth Rollins. I don't. I don't want that figure. That was not good. That was. <laughs> everybody, was ha- everybody was hating on. I Seth's, liked everything uh, except for like gear. the lace insets the on panels, the panels. Uh, yeah, the panels yeah. made it a little. <laughs> That's a little not weird. Like it kind of looked like yeah, it kind of looked like you know stockings I, or pantyhose. I mean, or the obvious choice, right, is a another Cody Rhodes ringside exclusive, right? Of course. Oh God. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, luckily, you know, when you say that, you're yeah. gonna get a response from me, right? It's not. I mean, of course, we, he's I want uh, the supreme figure that's coming out from AEW is very, very similar to his gear he had. Yeah, at Mania. so it's you don't the, need it. the exact same entrance jacket and the pants are pretty close. So, yeah, good, good timing there by, our, uh, you know, Jeremy Padauer on, on getting that figure out. Yeah. It's still going to it's still going to be very relevant uh, once that drops. You know, Cody, Cody's just we I think he needs to cool down for a little bit. He was on like an all timer of a figure run there. He had what, like 28 mm-hmm. figures in a year and a half span of uh, the Jazzwares line. Don't stop. Don't stop with those figures. Uh, but um, I'll say mine. I think you have to go with Logan Paul. I think we need a that Logan Paul cool, figure. Yeah. The entrance jacket that he had on. Uh, you could do like a the the Pokemon. Um, that would be he had cool. He had like a Pokemon headpiece too, right? Like it was like a, a headband that had like a Pokeball yeah. on it, yep. I think. Yeah. So yeah, no, you can, I, I say definitely his, his gear um, or maybe a two pack with the Miz, but I would say focus on him because we definitely need, we still haven't gotten a bad bunny. From WrestleMania last I know, year, I'm surprised they haven't made man. that yet. Yeah, you got all the old like Shield stuff and everything. It seems like it'd be pretty easy to yeah. make up a, uh, a bad bunny yep. figure. We do need a McAfee Elite too. I, I love oh, Pat McAfee. Hundred percent awesome. Pat McAfee. With I, a, I uh, like him more and more every time I yeah. see him with like, a with a football accessory. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just no. I feel like you could do a two in one also, dude. Give him like a jacket to go over his tank tops. You could have like announcer Pat yeah. and uh wrestling yeah. you know, all in one figure. That's a good idea. Yeah, you know, it's a lot of ways you could do it. All right, let's have a drink and then we'll get back in with some more mania talk. All right, I'll get the beverage break kicked off. I am drinking the beer of the weekend. 
uh, probably one of the hottest beers in the country right now, Broken Skull Lager by El Segundo Brewing. This thing is really tasty. Um, it's it's nothing crazy, right? It's not like uh, their IPA, which is one of like the first IPAs that I really learned to love. Um, this is just straight up, you know, in the same vein. It, it, I told Sheena, if it was a blind taste test, I think, uh, I'm not sure if I'd be able to tell the difference between this or Miller Lite, but Miller Lite's my favorite beer, so that's definitely a compliment. Um, and if you're looking for something a little bit easier to drink, uh, and want to support Steve Austin and Broken Skull Beer, this is definitely the way to go. Sheena, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a local brew from O'Connor Brewing Company. It's their new drop. It's called It's Like Herding Cats. Uh, the can's got like an Andy Warhol-inspired like uh, cat print on the front, but it's a fruit smoothie sour with lactose. Uh, 6% ABV, um, and uh, it's got notes of mango pineapple tangerine and vanilla so it is delicious which, it is which like, notes are you picking up as you drink it all of it all of it it's all up in my sinuses it's just delicious is it sour it's yeah it's sour it's not like super super tart it's actually like you know like a it's, smoothie it's like a smoothie yeah they they definitely Makes nailed sense. it on that yeah fruit smoothie and the lactose uh, gives it a nice like creamy creamy base so mm. i i am here for this this is good this is the first time i've had this i picked it up on saturday. what day was that saturday yeah, i picked it up on saturday so good stuff Marco, what are you drinking, man? Um, sticking with the local, sticking with the uh, Lord Hobo. Um, this is a newer uh, beer. It's a uh, it's Mexican style chocolate stout. Um, it's called Hacho. It actually has a uh, some cayenne pepper, like a pinch of it, and some uh, warm cinnamon um, mm. in it as well. It's actually it's it's uh, really good. Kind of kind of spicy, but I mean I haven't had a stout like this before. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually really digging it. It's actually pretty good. I had the uh, lager over the weekend as well. So I still didn't drink one. We had a bunch, and I, I didn't even drink one. So I will definitely have to crack open a, uh, a Steve Weiser. Yeah, definitely. yeah, spicy beer is interesting. I had the Habanero Sculpin by um, uh, by Stone Brewing uh, a few years back. Mm. It's pretty good. Or no, by Ballast Point, not Stone, yeah. Ballast Point. Uh, Jordan, what are you drinking, man? I am drinking. It's called Get a Little Hazy. It's a hazy IPA. Uh, it's from Peach Tree Brewing Company in Knoxville, Iowa. Pretty good. Um, nothing too special, but pretty good beer. Yeah, I love it. any hazy IPA. I'm down for man. It's probably my favorite kind of beer. Let's hear from our friends at the Extra Cooler Show. Hey everyone, it's Nick, otherwise known as Extra Cooler. If diving back into the wrestling archives and watching classic matches from the past while cracking jokes and enjoying some ice cold beverages sounds like fun to you, then be sure to check out my podcast, The Extra Cooler Show. Each episode, my Survivor Series team and I review an old school match chosen by you, the listeners. The Extra Cooler Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and follow for new episodes every Thursday morning. All right, so one big development from the weekend. Um, I'm not sure if it's like the Mandela effect, and I'm just misremembering this, but I could have swore that they had already announced uh, WrestleMania 39 in Hollywood as being a one night mania once again. Uh, but no, when they they did the you know announcement commercial and stuff on Mania, it is going to be April 1st and April 2nd of next year. So yeah. it looks like. Until further notice, uh, two-night manias are here to stay. Uh, Jordan, what's your thoughts on that? So, I, I, I mean, it is nice to have it broken up so you don't have to sit there for seven hours. On the same hand, like I said about, I, and I get the whole Peacock thing with commercials, like both those nights could have been slimmed down to three hours. I mean, I'm still not a huge fan of Saturday Night Mania because it doesn't feel the same. Like, 
I always just remember getting up on Sunday morning of Mania and being like, oh my God, it's Mania Sunday. It's time to go. Mm-hmm. It, it just, I don't know, man. Sunday didn't feel the same this year to me. Like Saturday was so good that I just had a bad feeling they wouldn't follow it as good with Sunday. So it's just a weird feeling. I mean, if this is what they're going to do, it's what they're going to do. I'll watch it, but I prefer the one night Mania, honestly. Yeah, sat- Saturday was so perfect that there was really nowhere to go but down. Even even if Sunday would have been tremendous, um, which I think it was a little bit below that. I think it still would have been a letdown. Sheena, I know you got some thoughts on two nights of Mania. I just don't like it. I don't like having the whole weekend because you also have NXT. And I mean, we don't even, you know, there's like other shows out there that people are watching that we don't even watch. So we typically watch NXT and WrestleMania. But think about everybody who's like watching all the independent shows. It's like... There's like weekend freaking packed with wrestling and uh, which sounds great, but uh, man, it's a lot. And I feel like when they, when they have two nights, they feel like they have to like stretch the show. So you end up actually watching like 10 hours of mania versus like, if you were doing it one night, you would have seven hours, you know? Yeah. So. I'd have to go back and check the time. I feel like last year it was two, three hour shows, which kind of worked. These were four hours and this is after a two hour pre-show that there's no matches on, right? I was like, so I don't there's no need, reason to have a two hour pre show. Yeah, I don't know why we needed a two hour kickoff show other than to just drive up that ad uh, ad revenue. Yeah, um, I I do like it though. I'm a fan of the two night mania. I I still wish that they would do a little bit more to experiment with the uh, with the the format. You know what I mean? Have some have more stuff that happens on night one that leads into night two. We've seen. Uh, New Japan do that a lot with Wrestle Kingdom where you'll have like a number one contenders match on night one and then, um, you know, to go to the main event on night two. Uh, I know Vince McMahon doesn't like to do that because he likes to be able to advertise that main event to get ticket sales and stuff. Um, but I just think there's a lot of fun that you could have with the uh, with the two night format. Yeah. And I just feel like when you have two night, like when you have two main events, it just kind of like weakens the whole thing you know i feel like i mean this this year was kind of an exception because we had ko versus austin so it wasn't like somebody was leaving night one with a with a title held above their head you know what i mean it was just kind of like a really fun like nostalgia match yeah but uh typically different feel between the two main yeah between the two main events but if you had like you know the universal title on one night and then the you know wwe title or the women's title on the next night i just feel like it kind of like waters down like what it means to be in the main event at mania, you know? Yeah. One other thing that we didn't mention last week that is straight up disgraceful. We had two nights of WrestleMania and the intercontinental and United States championship did not make it on either one. Like how does that happen? man? That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. It just goes to show you, you know, like we've talked about before. I know Marco's mentioned this before. It's just like, they are, they are an entertainment first company, dude. And if it meant that they had to have, the uh you know all the celebrity appearances and all of the the promos and you know trotting you know gable steveson out there and doing all that kind of fanfare having stuff. the undertaker having undertaker come twice. out again yeah it's twice. just that's what they're that's what they're there for yeah so it's not you know they, they're not even thinking about you know what the what the titles which titles are on the show other than just like the main ones yep. you know yeah and then i'm gonna kick this one over to jordan i know he's got some strong opinions he was texting last night Jordan, I got a question for you, man. What is wrong with the Raw after Mania? So I, I know a lot of people think that the Raw after Mania, like the big thing is the crowd. I get it. There's a ton of fans there and stuff. Dude, these shows used to always like leave you like wondering what they were going to do to end the weekend, right? I mean, when we went to it, like we knew something was going to happen that night. I mean, something exciting was going to happen. 
Yeah, I Brock laid waste to everybody. I mean, yeah. night after WrestleMania 31. So, like, it's, cameraman, security guards, all of them. I didn't think it started off horribly. Like, the Cody interview was what it was. You knew he was going to cry. I mean, it, it is what it is. <laughs> Cody's a bit of a crier. Uh, but ending it the way they did, man, like, I don't know, man. It, how do you end WrestleMania weekend where Roman just had what could be considered the biggest win in wrestling history, right? He unified the titles. And then you have him come out for five minutes. He talks for three minutes and nobody even comes out. Like, I, I don't know, man. I just, I feel like it needs to be more surprises. Like everybody knew Veer was coming out that night. That was one of the surprises they blew. Um, Elias came out as Ezekiel, which uh, that's for another day. You weren't captivated by Ezekiel? No, dude. It's just, and then, <laughs> and then just, just piggybacking off what you said, they didn't put the U.S. title or the Intercontinental title on WrestleMania. And then they have Finn get pinned clean the next night by Austin Theory. Like, I don't get it. And then the, I know this is going on kind of long, but the Braun, no, you're good, man. The Braun and Dolph thing made no sense at all to me. Like, you just had what's considered your biggest NXT show of the year on Saturday. You got people to tune in. Braun loses, and then you run it back two days later, and then he wins. Like I, I don't know, man. It just it felt like they tried to force everything last night, and nothing stuck. Just to me, I I just didn't feel last night at all. It just wasn't hitting. Yeah, Cody's interview was cool. Interested to see what that means for him and Seth going forward. They had that kind of awkward handshake. Um I thought Veer connected, bro. I, I low key thought Veer was on point, man. I, I kind of I like the explosiveness he was moving around with. I like the look. What did you think, Marco? What do you think of Veer? Um, I, I mean, I wasn't as enamored as you were with Veer <laughs> arriving at all. I thought it was just. I, I'm with Jordan on that. Even even Veer couldn't save that episode of Raw. Um, I, I wasn't. I mean, it's a big guy laying waste of Rey Mysterio and his son. It wasn't anything exciting for me at all but um i mean the the raw after manies used to mean i think we think we were talking about this a little bit before was you know an nxc call-up or you know an appearance of like yeah none none of that is happening it um obviously but um you know like um what what mania was it where like the rock and you know hulk hogan teamed up to face um like like it was like big it was like it was almost like a like a tail end of mania that's how they treated yeah, Raw, the Raw after Mania. Like it was like so. Yeah, and the, the big thing that um that was supposed to happen on Mania didn't even happen. Like Roman Reigns was like going to come out and you know talk, and he just was like, "Hey, watch SmackDown." Yeah, it's basically you know? just an ad. He just came out and did a commercial for SmackDown. Like what the hell yeah, was he, that? Yeah, he we cut a so promo to watch up, SmackDown. Man. Like I just knew like either Brock or The Rock or Seth or Cody was going to, or even Drew McIntyre mm-hmm. was going to come out and confront him. And it just ended, man. Like I was just blown away that yeah, that's how they ended the Raw for Mania. Yeah, the crowd was the crowd was awful. That was the other thing too. Like the crowd wasn't even into anything really. I mean, at the beginning of it, when like Cody was out there doing his promo, they were like they were engaged. But it seemed like after that, it was like it was like hit or miss. Um, what, but what were they supposed to out, get dude. into? Yeah, what were they supposed to get into? No, like, well, dude, us I mean. watching it at home, we're about to fall asleep. Like, no, no, exactly. That's what I mean. It. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. after you know, they were really engaged with like what he was saying in his, in his promo and stuff like that. But then after that, it was like, they had nothing. They had nothing planned. I thought, after. Uh, I thought Braun and Dolph's match was pretty good. And the crowd started to come alive there at the very end of it. But yeah, you would think if there was a crowd that that match was going to get hyped for, it would be the raw after mania crowd for an NXT yeah. championship match. And even that didn't connect one thing. I, I think it may have just been exhaustion. You know, That's you, what had, I said you had Friday out, night yeah. SmackDown in the hall of fame. 
two nights of mania. I'm sure 90% of the people in the crowd there were probably at all three of those shows. Plus whatever other stuff you were doing throughout the weekend. Yeah. Um, when we went to mania 33 in Orlando, we did everything. We did NXT mania raw and SmackDown. And SmackDown was on Tuesday. Yeah. Then, so we were and like, by the like time, back to back to back. Uh, by the time we got to that Tuesday SmackDown, that Tuesday SmackDown show collectively, the crowd was kind of just exhausted. And it wasn't so much that, like we weren't, the crowd wasn't digging the stuff that was in the ring, but it was just a much more laid back feel throughout the arena. There yeah, you're just hung, you're just hung Raw. over, dude. Yeah, you're like just even like... Shinsuke debuted that night, and it was he got a good reaction, but it wasn't like the explosion like it would have been mm-hmm. if he was on Raw the night before. Yeah. So I think that played into it. But yeah, WWE, if they're going to still hype this thing up as much as they do, they got to do a better job of giving us some stuff to sink our teeth into yeah. um, for the night after after Mania. Um, anybody got any closing thoughts on? Mania weekend for this year before we go into some figure talk. Well, I just want to know what everybody thought about Cody's uh, return. Did everybody, did it, did it deliver? Did it stand and deliver the way that you guys thought? Like, you know, we kind of didn't, we kind of just skimmed over it. Didn't really talk talk about Cody's match, but um, uh, you know, the match was fine, but I'm just curious. The match was great. The overall presentation, I still stick by it. He's an eight (laughs) who presents himself as a 10, which makes him come off as a seven, man. Yeah. I thought it. I thought it was. I thought it was cool. I, I popped for it. I mean, I granted, I you know, um, there was all the rumors out there that it could be someone else, or you know, if it, if it would have been anybody but Cody, I would have been pissed. As crazy as that sounds for me yeah. to say, because we always give Cody shit on the show. If it would have been anybody but Cody, I would have been like, this is garbage. And like, it, why did they bring Shane out here? Why did they bring you know whoever? Yeah, the, and the, I mean, the crowd was into it too. I mean, I mean, yeah. he was engaging with the crowd and stuff like that, and and uh, I mean, obviously. Uh, Seth Rollins' gear was repug, so I'm glad he kind of <laughs> lost that match. <laughs> I think, I think he true, but Cody's gear is always repug. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I feel, I feel like yeah. Cody's gear is just always like you know ridiculous. I mean, he wears the same thing all the time. It's just pants and like a jacket. Seth Rollins always has to like outdo it all, every every time he goes in. But. Yeah, and and you know what else I'm not looking forward to is now um, Cody's got this big giant his neck tattoo crest that's going to be his uh, digital like uh, you know the the, oh, the, the, uh, graphics. Reality. Yeah, the graphic yeah the like augmented the, yeah the augmented reality graphics yeah that, uh, yeah <laughs> I mean like great yeah the, I mean just to you know end off with this like what I was looking for last night and that's. Like I'm, I'm sure you guys were too. Like when the crowd was gonna turn on him, I'm not sure yeah. if you guys are listen, listening for that. But there was no oh, yeah. people were like happen. right when he said I'm going for that title. I was like when he said that I was like oh here it comes boo. Not even not even a boo. Everyone oh, yeah. cheered. He was, so like and he's like he's kissing WWE's ass yeah. so hard right now. It is like it is so crazy to me to hear him to say oh the, it was the easiest decision of my life. You know I'd done everything I wanted to do in AEW yeah. and I'm like. But did you though? Because mm. yeah, now there's some. I'm telling. I'm telling you, there's some. There's some. Uh, there's some stuff that you know he doesn't want to. Out of out yeah, of he respect. said it was a personal. He said it was yeah. a personal issue with Tony Khan, which makes me. I'm like out of respect. I'm like maybe maybe it. he doesn't appreciate the way Tony Khan booked Brandy with all I'm of her. I'm telling you, man. I think in his mind he was going to be the Triple H to Tony Khan's Vince. Yeah. And Tony Khan was like, no, you're just another wrestler, man. Like, mm, you know, I appreciate you to start in this. Like, well, yeah, I think that's what it came that's to. That's not yeah. wrong. Dude. He's not He's not better than anyone that's been heavyweight champion in AEW. Like, let's be honest. He's not. Like, no. yeah. I'm sorry. He's not better than any. He's not better than Mox. He's not better than Jericho. He's not better than Hangman. Like, dude, he is what he is. And I don't know. After all the shit he said when he left WWE for him to come out and act like, oh, man, this has always been home to me and stuff. It's like. Yeah. Dude, that sounds so fake now after all the shit you said about WWE when you left and Vince treating you wrong with the Stardust thing and then you come back and you're like, oh, everything's good. This never happened. Like, 
Yeah, we're just he did. Be pals I mean, again. I will say I, to his credit, he did admit that he was he acted out and he was angry and like you know he admitted that the things that he did were kind of shitty, you know. Um, and whether people think they were or not, like you know, I, I do appreciate the fact that he did acknowledge that he just he's kind of going back on all the things that he said, you know, like. Hey, it's a tale as old as time. Money talks, bullshit walks. Yeah, exactly. Right? I mean, they gave they, they gave him his Tony own bus. Money. Yeah, they gave him his own bus for his family to travel. He's got like the John Cena treatment. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. Let's be. I mean, let's be honest. Like, how many times? Well, hopefully, hopefully, people can relate. But how many times in your life have you broken up with someone, talk crap about about them with a new person, and then ended up going back with their ex at some point? I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's that's. Are you, an, you, you, are you talking about people on the show? Because I can gladly say I've had zero of those things happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Look, I think the, the people on the show. The, the, this is the, we're, we're bad. We're bad examples because yeah. we're. Uh, we're I, like, I, you know, I totally get the sentiment. I get the though. sentiment though. Yeah, I, uh, I'm still. I'm calling it right now though. We're going to be in the house for SummerSlam. Cody is going to be wrestling Ricochet on the pre-show for the Intercontinental <laughs> Championship. Yeah, dead ass serious. I, I, I see him main eventing. I, I, I think he's winning I the title. I see him main eventing against Roman. No, he's um, going to main event against Roman the next couple pay per views, yeah, and then he's going tumbling down the card. The push Cesaro got right after Mania last year. Yeah, that's what Cody. I don't think he's get. facing Roman right away. That's the thing. I think he's going to have a he's going to have a storyline with Seth Rollins. That's going to go on for a while. I don't think for some reason I don't think when. I'm going to say when Cody wins the title, Roman's not going to be holding that title. It's going to be like Seth Rollins or someone else. It's going to, I think they're, they're going to do the long game with him and Seth Rollins. When, Seth, when it comes imagine to we're at SummerSlam and Marco's right. And Seth does somehow win the title before SummerSlam and Cody pins Seth at the end of oh that show. Uh, I'll, storm, see, I'll think, storm the ring, dude. Well, I'll storm the ring, man. I think the person to beat, uh, well, I think the person that can beat Roman Reigns and that's like, you know, you know, like true enough is Seth Rollins. Like he's yeah, the one that's right. always I'm, had his number. But then, I'm already I'm already seeing this storyline. Cody's gonna be crying. It's gonna be like total daddy issues, dude. Yeah. Seth Rollins. Be like, <laughs> I'm telling your you, dad liked me more than he liked you. You know, he saw me get to the mountaintop and all this stuff, and you never could. So he that's why he that's why he put his faith in me. Uh, yeah. It's then nice. I can I can already mark my player. words tonight that he's winning that title. I if want you Cody to listen to this episode again. SummerSlam, I'm going to get Shawn Michaels zipline from WrestleMania 12. <laughs> zipline down the ring and drop kicking <laughs> You don't do a speech like that last night and not and not end up winning the title. That's that's a, that's a telltale sign uh, right there. Before, before we polish off WrestleMania weekend, we have to talk about the best match of the weekend real quick. Dude, Briscoes and FTR on Friday night was the best yeah. match oh, yeah, of the entire weekend. That was a banger, yeah. dude. I love the Briscoes. Match, match of the year front runner already. I'm just I'm really hoping that we get to see the Briscoes in AEW to mix it up with some of the other awesome tag teams there. Yeah. Man, the Briscoes there. I want, I want the yeah, Briscoes and the best. Usos at some point. That that has to happen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That match is out there on YouTube if you want to go find it right now. You're too cheap to uh to pony up the money to uh watch a replay <laughs> on pay-per-view. But uh yeah, tremendous stuff from both teams. Uh let's hear from the two bad chads. Drop by and visit the Turnbuckle Tavern, where every Thursday we give you the most in-depth analysis of all things AEW, as well as dive into Impact Wrestling, NWA, and all things Indie. If you like heated debates, compelling interviews, and a shot of nostalgia, you'll love the Turnbuckle Tavern, available on Apple and Spotify. Drink it in. It always goes down smooth.
right, it's time for some figure talk. We had some tremendous, tremendous figure reveals at the Access Superstore. Um, before we get into that, though, we do got to give an update on Operation Bring Chief Home. Uh, <laughs> the operation took a devastating blow last week. You know, it was really perfect timing because I shared the story about what happened with my Chief J Strongbow Elite that we had in our hands under this roof in this house. And the very next day, news came out that he's been discontinued. Now, discontinued to me means that they stopped the production run early. Um, it's still been radio silence from Intel. We haven't got a clear uh, explanation. It's all the indications are that this was a you know PC cultural appropriation issue that we kind of discussed last week. You know, Jay Scarpa was an Italian guy uh, playing a you know a Native American, and even though he didn't, it wasn't really a comedy act. It definitely played on some like Native American stereotypes. I think we could all agree on. Um, but it could have just been a demand issue as well. You know, a lot of those collectors um, edition figures have ended up warming on the pegs to some extent. And I think he probably would have, he was definitely in the running for probably the biggest peg warmer out of all those that have come out. The demand wasn't really there for it. I'm still, I still got a theory that these things are going to pop up on ringside one day. I don't think there's going to be any advertising, no Instagram posts. It's just going to be, Hey, there's J, you know, Jay Strongbow is available for order on ringside today. Um, but in the meantime, I just got my eBay safe search on none have popped up in the week since then. I figured somebody would want to be going for a, uh, a quick cash in, um, but uh, they haven't shown up yet, but they're definitely out there, man, because it was at least a couple dozen that were already out, which leads me to believe that, you know, there's hundreds that are still at least already made. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Jordan? Is this thing eventually going to see the light of day in some form or another? I hope so, because this is a sad story now, Seth. It's just like it's like you've lost a member of your family over the last <laughs> week and they told you there's no way to recreate it. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't have a good feeling about this. I just... Usually when they drop a whole discontinued thing, it's usually not good. I I, I don't think we're going to see it. Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm I do got to I do got to argue with one point you made about there's no way to replace it. We have already commissioned the man, the myth, the legend, Mad Reaper, and he is on record as saying that he is about to make the greatest Chief Dre Strongbow figure <laughs> ever made. So if you guys are familiar with the work of the Mad Reaper, I do not doubt him. Um, it's it, you know it won't be a hundred percent the same as having the actual Mattel release, but I still think there's going to be a pretty sweet uh, big Chief setting in our collection. Um, all right, so let's get into the access uh, store reveals. Um, if you guys want to go on Ringside Collectibles Instagram account, that's pretty much what we're going to be kind of just running down. If you want to follow along at home as we go through some of the uh, more no- more noteworthy um, reveals, start off with uh, this: is the first time this chick is at a figure in almost five years. We're getting a new Tamina in the basic line. Uh, Jordan, you're the women's wrestling expert. What do you think of Tamina's not just one but two new figures? And the crowd goes mild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pass. I kind of like this figure, man. They, uh, you know, this is, her, it's only her third figure, which is crazy because she's been around the entire time that uh, the Mattels had the line. She had a early, early basic and like a red singlet type deal. And then she actually had a team bad figure that short lived, horrible, horrible uh, faction with Tamina, um, Naomi and Sasha Banks. So I kind of dig this one, man. I think I'm getting that black and blue and it's a little bit, a uh, little bit thicker. You know, she's got a little bit more meat on her bones than the previous two Tamina figures. Oh boy. And uh, you got to have one. Of, I think it's definitely the best Tamina figure so far. All right. Well, okay. I kind of like the, I like the, the green top one. I think that one, I, like I mean, the blue one, the blue, one, the blue, blue one is more true. Yeah. The blue one is more true to what she normally wears. Like, you know, pretty predominantly black with, uh, you know, some, you know, pops color, but I kind of love the, the colorway on that, um, 
that gear that she's wearing in that other one. Hmm. All right, so I'm just going to kind of call out the reveals, and you guys feel free to just jump in Battle Royale style and give me your thoughts. So up next, we'll take a look at the reveal for the MSK Elite. These are great, other than I don't like rubber vests. I told you the other day, if these were soft, good vests, I think they'd be like some of the better figures of the weekend. But I just, I mean, they look great. It's just I don't like rubber vests. Yeah. Yeah, they're rubber vests, and the enclosures are on the front of it also. They'd look a lot better if they had like the fasteners or whatever on the back. I'm not sure. That's a pretty interesting design choice. Yeah, that Nash Carter is ridiculous. It's awesome. Ridiculous meaning good. I love it. I think it's pretty awesome. The figures look great, man. Yeah, the figures look really, really good. Um, I'm hyped to get them. Uh, but yeah, the uh, the accessories leave a little bit something to be desired. Mm. Um, let's fast forward up the feed a little bit to Ponytail Brock. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. I love it. How do you not? How do you not love? I and Smiley Brock. Yeah, he's, you know what I mean. Yeah, like that's that's amazing. We I don't think we ha- we don't have a smiling head sculpt Brock. Do uh, we? There's some with kind of like a like kind of like psycho smile on him. Like, it's the first time <laughs> yeah, I yeah. just like Happy Brock. <laughs> yeah, I, li- I like Happy Brock. I'm here for it. I I'm holding out judgment on this figure until I see the accessories, man. Yeah. I, I got a bad. We gotta have some cowboy straight, accessories, uh, dude. I got a bad feeling it's gonna be a straight SummerSlam figure where he's just got the black tank top but yeah if he comes yeah, with the tank so. top and like you know the flannel cowboy hat that would be awesome either way i'm definitely getting it because i'm probably gonna do a head swap and just throw this head on the uh the ultimate edition figure um mm. to create ponytail brock but but yeah pretty cool that they're that we got it in the in the line this quick um up next SummerSlam 92 sherry awesome. oh she, she yeah. looks amazing Love dude it. the gear the cutouts Everything is just primo on this figure. I I absolutely love Sherry, so I'm I'm 100 here for a new Sherry figure. She definitely yep. needs to come with a mirror accessory. Um, if you guys want to go back, it's a really fun match. It, that whole show is great. But the match this is taken from is when it was the rare heel versus heel match from back then. The Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels, who Sherry was managing at the time, was feuding with Rick the Model Martel. Yep, and they had a match. You know, it was the model and the Heartbreak Kid. The rule, the stipulation was there were no punches to the face. You know, and Sherry was just torn in between them <laughs> because she liked both men so much. Um, so she definitely needs a mirror. I do have some bad news. I know this one's going to hit Marco and Jordan right in the feel spot, and a lot of the uh, the guys who were kind of coming up in the early '90s. If you remember. There was a very noteworthy aspect of this attire that the ash cheeks were cut out of it. Yeah. Um, but talk to people who were on the floor at Access Superstore, and her butt cheeks are in fact painted white. So we do not get the bare ass Man, of Sherry they on that. this figure. Wow. Yeah. Boo. So another, you know, woke, woke Mattel is uh, is hurting us again <laughs> on this one, man. So I don't, I don't know if this one's going to be able to be fixed by a customizer or not. But uh, but yeah, that was like the most noteworthy thing about that whole attire, man, was the butt cheeks out. Wow. So. That's definitely a bummer. That's um, wow, wow. I was like, that was a good one, Seth. A bummer. Get it? <laughs> yeah, see what I did there. Uh, we also have from the SummerSlam line, SummerSlam 2005, Shawn Michaels. I, I like this figure a lot. I mean, dude, Shawn's got some iconic gears. This is not my favorite gear ever of his, but it, I mean, it's still a really good fig, and I'll definitely get it. 
Yeah, this is probably the biggest compliment I can give is that I hate like chaps, Shawn Michaels. I really prefer my Shawn Michaels figures from when he was in the tights, like basically pre-2005. Yeah. Um, the only chaps Shawn Michaels figure I even have in my collection is the Ghostbusters figure. Mm. Um, but something about this one just pops, man. I don't know if it's just, you know, the, 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 the chaps look cool. I think the entrance gear just really sets it off with it. And we got the 2005 Hulk Hogan earlier this year in the Elite line. So this is from that hilarious comedy match. Another one to go back and watch. Shawn Michaels versus Hulk Hogan from oh, SummerSlam boy. 2005. Yeah, definitely. Shawn's just off the chain. Um, but this is a really, really beautiful figure, man. I think Mattel knocked it out of the park on this one. So, yeah, definitely adding this one to the collection. Are we, we unanimous on this one? Yes. Yeah, Definitely. And you're going to have to get it anyways, regardless, because you got to have him to make Build-A-Figure Dominic. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Ar- already in the mix for best Build-A-Figure of all time. We're getting <laughs> childhood Dominic. Like, this thing is awesome. It's perfect, dude. dude. It is, like, just little absolute Hawaiian, perfection. Little, it was something like a wine print, but the little, like, printed button-up that was really cool back in 2005. Yeah, and, like, the little baggy jeans with, like, the, the cuff at the bottom, like. And uh, the hair, everything about this figure is just adorable. And this figure would be an awesome base to make a uh, custom Wii Man, which we already mentioned. You know, you definitely need after uh, right. after this weekend with Sami Zayn. Definitely. So, is everybody all in on childhood Dominic? Oh, of oh, course, yeah. yeah. yeah that's, that's, that was yeah. My, that was the highlight of the weekend for me. The Who, who's your daddy, Dom? Is a uh, is is a win? <laughs> yeah, especially if you have you get you're gonna get the uh, Rey Mysterio too as well from that match. Mm-hmm. And if you have the um, you have the uh, Eddie Guerrero, the I'm Your Poppy yep. Legends, you get the you can do like like a nice little family photo with all three of them. So, all right, up next, we're going to talk about what I believe is the best figure that was revealed this weekend. The ringside exclusive Cameron Grimes. Yes. Yeah. The money accessory. Yeah. The money accessory is dope. Um, love the vest, the, the top hat, just, perfection million dollar belt as well mm-hmm. i feel like i want to take that money accessory and throw it with my million dollar man figures how great would that be like how are we just now getting this accessory 12 yeah years seriously in the yeah they got that the, is, they got one thing over marrow chest hair they got the chest hair on there so um, strong chest yeah, hair. Ja- yeah jazz he's very hairy he's, he's got sherwood forest man yeah jazz <laughs> wears, take note <laughs> yeah, that is a that is a luscious pelt. Yeah, he I mean, has on his you, chest there. Bro. Yeah, you can't if if you do this figure without chest here, you're you're definitely doing it injustice. I mean, the yeah. dude's a he has a sweater. He looks like he's wearing a sweater under that vest. That's how much yeah, hair is he there. He does kind of have a little bit of a bushwhacker's <laughs> uh, facial expression, which isn't my favorite, but um, you know, I think it kind of captures him pretty well. Yeah, man. I think so. Cameron Grimes being crazy. You know, I see what you mean. It looks like the tongue's like slightly off yeah. to the side a little bit, but I, I dig it. Uh, let's move to NWO Booker T. Mm. I actually have a custom NWO Booker T that I scored for pretty cheap off of eBay, like maybe a year and a half ago. So I'm really excited to get it. You know, the customs, you know, I, I, it was the cheapo too. So I'm always worried about like the paint getting messed up or it just falling apart. Uh, I think this is a really cool figure, even though what was Booker T even in NWO, like two weeks or something like that? Yeah. Wasn't long. Yeah, this does give me hope. The fact that they're revisiting this, you know, late era NWO. I hope we get an NWO Shawn Michaels, man, with the, the jeans, the T-shirt and that little beret that he was wearing at the time. Yeah, uh, they already gave us they gave us X-Pac from this area, this era of NWO uh, and Kevin Nash. You could kind of use any Kevin Nash with this. Um, but yeah, we need we need NWO Shawn Michaels next to kind of complete this faction. Uh, let's talk about Molly Holly, not getting just, not, not just one, but two figures coming up in the legends line. She's going to have a chase. 
I do not. Uh, I do not love her face scan. I think her face. Yeah, scan, uh, me either. Yeah. Yeah, it, it looks like a little bit of Daphne cross between Molly Holly. So, not a huge fan of that. <laughs> it but. looks okay with the tiara. If you take the tiara off, though, the forehead's like way too big. Yeah, and, yeah just it's definitely doesn't look head. great. Definitely- I'm definitely. Are we all getting the pink and black one? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah, the pink oh, yeah. And black. That's great. Yeah, the superhero one will go great with Hurricane. I don't know. Unless you're really a, uh, you know, uh, a Molly Holly completist, I don't know why you would need the the blue one. But yeah, the pink one looks really great. Very cool figure. Um, the acolytes. I am so glad we got these yes. guys. We got the APA all the way back in Elite Thirty Eight, which APA was cool, and they actually came with some really cool accessories. They had the whole backstage door and poker table, yeah. but. To me, I always prefer the uh, the proper acolytes over the APA, man. I just thought they had a really cool look, and they're helping us build out the ministry. You know, we already got Paul Bearer, we got Kane, we got Ministry Taker, we have uh, Viscera. Now we got these guys, so I got to feel like we, we got to get uh, Midian next, right? Only if it's naked Midian, though. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, it has to be uh, <laughs> naked Midian's the uh, only one that yeah, matters. we got... We got the brew because we got a custom gang grill from Mad Reaper. So, yeah, we're damn near getting close to having the whole uh, Ministry of Darkness. I got to go back and look and see how some of the uh, the C-level players in that faction were. But uh, very cool. These figures look great, too, man. I think Bradshaw could be a little bit bigger. I remember Bradshaw being a little bit more bulkier. This is like Bradshaw slimmed down a little bit. But figures look great, and I'm really excited to be getting those. Um, let's move on. The Ultimate Edition New World Order Macho Man. Yes, yeah, that's that's all I really <laughs> need to say about this. Yeah, dude, they can keep pumping out Macho Man and Ultimate Warrior uh, Ultimate Editions, and I'm gonna keep buying them. Like, <laughs> yeah, they have definitely. the best gears and like everything you can put with them. Like, I- I'm gonna keep buying them. So, oh, yes. yeah, I have the I have the original Ringside exclusive NWO Macho Man. I'm probably gonna grab this and do some mixing and matching on the accessories. I don't love the soft goods on this. I think I might take this figure and put the shirt that came. It, it was a rubber shirt, but it looked really cool with like the fringe and stuff that mm-hmm. came with the original NWO Macho Man. Um, I don't know. I may get a little bit, but I, this figure does look pretty good. I feel like I need to have it in hand though before I commit to like straight up adding it to the collection. This could end up being a little bit of a uh, a mashup situation with me where I take like the best parts of both of those figures and put them together. But, but yeah, you're right, Jordan. There's been so many awesome uh Macho Man's got so many awesome attires that yeah, you could have a, you could have a subline of just like HBK, Brett, Macho Man, and Ultimate Warrior Ultimate Edition, and just keep that going year round. Like give us one every three months, drop one of them, you know? Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. I uh, I think the next most wanted Macho I want. It's never been done in figure form. Is that brief period before he joined the NWO when he was rolling with Sting in the Raptors and he was rocking like. It was like a leather jacket that had lightning print on it, and he just had the black pants with lightning print on them. I thought that was a really cool look. Um, I don't know, man. This 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 is great. Hopefully, these things aren't a pain in the ass to get. It's looking like Batista, uh, maybe a little bit tricky because pre-orders already sold out online on yep. Target.com for him. So Upset we'll about see how that. the distribution is on these. We'll get it. Um, let's take a look at Ultimate Edition Roman Reigns. Yeah. This is cool. It's got a new head scan with, uh, you know, you can snap it on. He's doing the ooh, ah, you yeah. know, full, fully engaged, like all the way. Nah. Really yeah, dude, yeah, yeah, that was, that was weak. <laughs> Give us another one. He's your trying to cheat. Yeah, get, yeah, get. Ooh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, Way to put some bass in your voice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying not to wake up my babies. You know what I mean? Uh, so, uh, 
Yeah, I acknowledge a travel cheap, but I gotta do it on I gotta do it on a low level right now at bedtime, past bedtime. But yeah, this is a, a good looking figure. I mean, obviously, it's gonna be the the best body of Roman that we've got because it's got all the uh, additional articulation. But it comes with this little uh, you know, bloodline shirt. I think it's yep. called the Lua Ulu. I can't remember the lay that he okay, wears. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks like that red wristband slides off. So you could take one of the more recent Roman elites and take the parts off and you could do, you know, red glove Roman or gold glove Roman yeah. with this guy. Easy peasy. Yep. But he's got ta- he's got the tape, right? I just said oh. it looks like that slides off. Yeah, on, on the gold one, it slides off. So yeah, it does yeah, slide I think it, off. Yeah, so you could make, you know, you could con- you do what we do, consolidate your, your collection a little bit. You know, you don't need to have yeah. separate ones. You could have gold glove Ultimate Roman right there because you know Mattel tried to double dip us and drop a uh, yeah. a gold glove Ultimate Edition Roman down the line yeah. too. It's uh, called a Ulafala, just Ulafala, so we're okay. all clear. That's that's the type of lay. And that's like the, the tribal leaders of, um, you know, they, that's what they wear, you know. So obviously uh, that's why Roman Reigns has it. Mm. The head scan in person, so... Um, the only thing I'm concerned about is the one that's got like the, the ooh-ah face. Uh, he's got the, uh, there's a, there's a seam that runs well, across. This is just a prototype too. This still. guy's still a ways away. Yeah. Well, still. Yeah. Hopefully I, they fix that They'll get though. that smooth. They've never released a figure that looks like that. I think that's just straight yeah. prototype. Mm. I see what you're talking about. You think though. there's only those two heads though? Not like long hair? Regular? No, he does come with, uh, three, he comes I with three think. heads. Okay. If you look on the picture, the rendering, let's flip it up. He's got like, he's got ponytail, standard hair down, and then the say it again, Sheen. Uh, Ulafala. No, no, no. That's great. A couple other items to discuss before we move to the big ticket item for this one: the new retros with the uh, uh, the Hart Foundation, Nikolai Volkov, Tugboat Thomas, and Lex Luger, Jimmy Hart. What did, what did you guys think of those? I liked all of them. I mean. The Brett's not as good as the Hasbro, which I guess that's the standard. But, yeah. I mean, they're still – I like all of them. I mean, I'm going to collect all these, so you don't really have to convince me on these, I guess. I'm all in on all of them except for the uh, the Brett. Yeah, like I said, I just, not that that figure is necessarily a bad one, but I feel like the first – the OG Hasbro uh, Brett is so perfect – and um, it, it could fit right along with that that Jim Dammel Nightheart, no problem. Yeah. And I'm uh, glad we're getting Tugboat and USA Lex Luger because um, I, I love that they're like piecing in the missing pieces from the original Hasbro line. So hopefully eventually we get the entire orange card series. That would be really great. Um, but yeah, I'll support. I, I'm saying with you, Jordan, I think even if there's a set that I'm not necessarily all in on, I'm still going to buy it just because I want to support this line and, and keep it going as long as possible. Mm-hmm. Thought Sheen, what do you think of the uh, Brett? It looks good. Yeah, like you said, it's not as good as the Hasbro, but uh, it looks really good. I like the tugboat. Yeah, tugboat's very cool. Um, and then the Superstars line, we saw the reveals of uh, Papa Shango. We saw Ultimate Warrior, which These we've seen those cool. before. Um, Mankind, the Undertaker. Was there one more of the new Superstars? I thought there was one more new Superstars. Million Dollar Man. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, Million Dollar Man. Yeah, I already got it's cool seeing I was at Walmart today, saw that they had Bray Wyatt and Honky Talk Man were on the peg. So those are starting to hit. Again, same with the retros. I want this line to keep going as long as Mattel has the license. The cloth goods look great on these. It's such an awesome love letter to the Rimcos. Um I'm hoping, you know, they did two rings for the Motu line. I'm hoping we we get some sort of ring uh, specifically for the Superstar series. You gotta feel like that's gotta be in the works soon sooner rather than later, right? Oh yeah. 
Yeah, they, they know what to do when they when they get a series that people like. They'll they'll strike while the iron's hot and release everything they can. So speaking of striking while the iron is hot, we have not gotten we've not heard what the next crowdfunding um, project is going to be. But they had on display a scale, um, fully featured, just incredible, 96, 97 Raw is War set. What did you guys think of this piece? I mean, doesn't it like smoke and everything? Or is that was that just like part of the display? Yeah, it smokes. Yeah. 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 Dude, has, has I mean, that is absolute amazing. money. It's dude. got stage lights too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's incredible. I, I would give anything for this thing to be made. It's definitely... So a couple, one issue is just the overall scale because it is in scale. It's gigantic, right? Like, I don't know how many people would have space to really have this thing like on display at their house. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm thinking even here, like in our house we have here, we have a whole wrestling room and I'd still have to like rearrange some stuff, but it's so incredible that I would find a way to make it work. And then price, man, like something like this to me, probably looking at what, maybe 400 bucks. Well, yeah, because you you know they're gonna include some figs in it, like yeah, you gotta have some figs. So they're gonna do a couple uh, Raw as War um, era figs. Who would you Who would you put in there? So I think you could do like a late '96, early '97 Vince. We've never really got we had we had that network spotlight of Vince in his wrestling gear, but I'm thinking you could do like Vince in I would say Vince and Jr. But obviously Jr. is with uh, AW now. I'm thinking you could do like Vince and Jr. You remember like the Jacks Vince McMahon figure guys with the like the red and black like Letterman jacket and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. I think you could do something like that. Um, I mean, I feel like I, I want to say Austin and The Rock, but they've been done to death. You know, yeah. I don't really know. I don't know what wrestler figures. I'm I'm thinking like you know maybe like Jerry the King Lawler and his announcer gear with that jacket he would always wear and stuff. Um, I don't know what would really move. I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think for figures? What figures would you have? You can always do like a, another taker attire too. Dude. People love taker yeah. figures. Uh, maybe like some of the lesser known people that we're not getting figs of, like um, just from that era. I mean, like Steve Blackman, yeah. something like that. Yeah. I mean, I think like that would be cool. Love mid carters. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you could do guys that have been released before, but as ultimate editions, you know what I mean? Like really like the old, like, you know, maybe an ultimate China. You know, something like Ooh, that. Yeah, you could that's do, a good shout. Yeah, yeah, you can do an Ultimate Edition, uh, like Razor Ramon as well. Um, maybe one, two, three kid. He was a s- staple back in that in the early Raw era. Yeah, I'm thinking more Attitude Era. I'm thinking you could do like Shawn Michaels, right, when DX was forming. Remember, he used to come out in like the little belly shirt and stuff. Like they weren't DX yet, yeah. but they were already, you know, kind of doing their thing. Um, you said, yeah, I don't know. You said Vince in the denim jacket, right? The denim Raw jacket. Or no. Yeah, like the uh, the one he got stunned in. The one he was yeah. wearing the first time Austin gave him the stunner. It was yeah, like a, that yeah, would be cool. Like a denim jacket. That'd be pretty cool. Maybe do like Commissioner Slaughter. JR would be cool too. A classic JR if they still mm-hmm. have the rights to him. Gorilla Monsoon um, would be pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, Gorilla Monsoon. You can do an Ultimate Vader. You know, Vader was around in this time frame. Yep, that that'd could be, be awesome. Cool. Yep. But yeah, I'm thinking 400 bucks, man, could get this thing done, dude. And maybe even if they... Maybe even if they scaled this down like 20% from what it was just on the size of it, you know what I mean? If that would make it a little bit more cost effective to do, but. So is it this whole rig right here? Yeah, the black curtains thing, yeah. and everything? Yeah, the like whole the black backdrop with the Titan Tron. Look, stage lights. Yeah. Scaffolding on the side. You got the ramp. Like. Oh, yeah. Look, and it's got, yeah, the scaffolding on the sides. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's incredible, man. Like they can't. I mean, I know they could, but I just feel like they can't tease us with something like this and then not release <laughs> it, dude. Like it's just. 
it's That's cool. Beautiful. Yeah. And you could have, yeah, you could have, um, you know, you could have different models where you had another ring or for the people that already bought it, you could just have like a, you know, a set of ropes and ring aprons and stuff to swap out on your, on your ring. Yeah. Like you said though, man, that, that's a, that's a small niche population that, uh, that would have the space for something like that. I mean, I know a lot and of people probably exactly, just keep it in the box. Yeah. But. That's exactly what Mattel creations is for. And that's why it's a little bit more expensive, right? Cause yeah. they're, they're not going to hit that scale of uh, economy where it, it makes sense to, to mass produce this thing and make a profit. But I don't know. It's pretty cool. It's definitely, it would definitely be a dream item of mine. Like if, if action figure attacks slid in the DMS and offered this to us, like, I think I'd drop a thousand, man. If I knew there was no other way to go out, I think I'd pay a thousand for this thing. So I had the only one. It's just, it's beautiful, man. It's perfect. Like, tell me that's not one of the best action figure displays you've ever seen. Oh, it's phenomenal. Oh, it's awesome. Definitely. All right. Um, so we've seen a big round of reveals from WWE. We've seen a big round from Jazzwares back at Revolution. I'll ask you guys, who's who are you guys more excited for the rest of the year, Jazzware or Mattel? Hmm. I don't know. I have to go back and look and see what uh what Jazzwares was dropping. I can't even remember. Yeah. But I mean I mean I'm excited for all of it, dude. Yeah. I think it's all it's all gonna be good. I mean, if I have to choose probably Mattel right now. Um just obviously out off of recent memory. Um, yeah, definitely have to go back and look at what Jazzware is dropping later in the year. But right now it's Mattel. I think we kind of hit them pretty hard when uh, <laughs> we were talking about their reveals, like the, uh, the the Jericho figure. And, you know, I think we kind of shit on it a little bit. So I'm going to go with Mattel. Yeah, I like I like Jazzware, just like the breadth of characters they're giving yeah. us. We're getting a lot of new wrestlers and stuff. But Mattel is just, they're on such a roll right now, man. They're knocking it out of the park. Like almost every single Elite Series that comes out has one or two figures that are just straight up jaw droppers um, once you get them in hand. So I, I go Mattel also. How about you, Jordan? I go Mattel for quality. But as far as like you were saying, um, getting new wrestlers and things like that, I'll go Jazzwares just because we are getting a lot of first time in the line people with Jazzwares, right? Um, right. So I, I, that excites me a lot. I'm not going to lie to you, dude. When you see a fresh uh, case of Jazzwares on the pegs, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, it, it is exciting, dude. That's that's one thing. When you do see AEW figs on the pegs, it is a little bit more exciting. But yeah. It's the packaging, man. They're, they, I love the AEW packaging. Yeah, the, the Malachi Black, the Andrade, all, yeah. I don't know, man. Ja- Jazzwares is. The whole Pinnacle is, set. Is the whole out. Pinnacle set, yeah. The, um, inner, you know what's crazy, man? I. I wasn't even a huge pinnacle fan and like Wardlow is really the only one of those guys that I really love. But uh, like we talked about last week, we had that brief, um, that brief period where we thought we were downsizing the collection. One of the things, one of the specific releases that kept like gnawing at me was like, dude, I'm never going to own that pinnacle set. You know what I mean? Cause if my collection is only a hundred figures, pinnacle's not making that cut. Yeah. Right. But I remember that all like white and lavender Purple, pinnacle set yeah. that's coming out. looks so freaking cool. Um, I can't wait to have all those guys out and displayed and stuff, man. Um, so yeah, yeah that, that was that was one of the big motivators. Aside from Jordan, <laughs> just telling me like, dude, don't be a fucking idiot, man. Like, keep your figures. Um, that was something that was kind of gnawing at yeah, me. Yeah, that Thunder Rosa is dope too, dude. I don't know. Like I said, there's some good ones coming from Mattel, but like you said, I think it's just exciting because Jazzwares is such a new like AEW figures are so new that we're getting so many first time yeah. first time figures that it it is exciting like this yeah. and this freaking cool Jay Cargill like yeah that's cool for collectors like us because we do have one of everybody so yeah. like you know there will be some Mattel Elite sets where there's really only two or maybe three that are making the cut for the collection whereas right. Jazzwares it's 
almost all of them most times, you know. Plus, we, uh, we're getting uh, Brody a negative one as well. Oh, yeah, that's, that's going to be dope. Ma- Mattel figures are like your steady girlfriend in high school. You're like, man, I got, I got the best-looking girl, girl in school, and then all of a sudden, midway through the year, some foreign exchange student comes in, and you're like, holy <laughs> shit. Uh, <laughs> man, all the, all the relationship analogies tonight. Are you guys okay? Everything everything going all right? I was thinking you were going somewhere different with that, dude. I was thinking Jazzwares was more like – like the kind of like, uh, you know, exotic, um, you know, lady, you know, lady that gets around maybe a little bit more, you know, she doesn't look as good. And like some of them, you kind of be embarrassed to show your friends, but it's something <laughs> new and fresh. And it's still exciting. Wow. The, the wow. Lady, ladies of the night. Yeah. So Mattel, Mattel's a little bit more promiscuous. Yeah. But no, no, no. We're saying, no, Mattel oh, is white material. Oh, Jazzwear is yeah. more, a little bit Mattel more promiscuous. Mattel is white material. Jazzwear is like a really fun one night stand. Oh my yeah. Every once in a while you're like, ooh, do I really want to take this girl to see my parents? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if you guys, did you guys watch NXT at all? Oh, uh, no. No. I know we talked about, uh, you know, Braun Breaker winning his title back on Raw, but there was another, uh, um, title oh, switch. He, he wrestled. He wrestled Gunther, didn't he? Uh, no. Um, so there was there was newly crowned breaking women, news on the pod. Yeah, there was newly crowned women tag team champions on Stand and Deliver, and now they are no longer tag team champions. It is now Toxic Attraction. Have oh, they got the titles. Gosh. Wow. <laughs> uh, that is weird. So oh. that's back to back nights. They've just straight up gone back on a match that happened at. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I feel like Mandy was good for her time, but I was ready for a new, um, a new faction in town. You know what I mean? No, I was no, ready Mandy for... can hold that belt as long as she wants. Wait, so you're, you're, probably... you're saying Braun pinned Gunther clean tonight? Cause they wrestled tonight for the title. Oh no, I didn't see that. I just seen the, uh, the women's he, tag team. He definitely record. did. What up? Let me get on here. No, and, I, I uh, just looked. He did. He pinned him. Yeah. Wow. Damn. Braun's the man, dude. Braun is the man. All I right, mean, Shane, do we got listener mail? This yes, week? we do. All right, let's hear from J Bone, and then we'll get into that. Coming down the aisle. Do you want to feel the war of the crown? Well, strap on those spandex undies and listen to the Coming Down the Aisle podcast hosted by me, J Bone. Each week, I have a guest ranging from wrestlers, podcasters, and even some family members. The guests pick the match, and we talk about it, along with their fandom. Also, each week, I provide my analysis in the wide world of wrestling and some figure talk. So get on eat up and subscribe to the Coming Down the Aisle podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts today. Ooh, yeah, dig it. First question comes in from our buddy Justin Frank at Inring Art on Instagram. He said, Don't get me wrong, I was entertained by Mania, but I'd rather see guys like Sammy and KO actually have real matches. It just doesn't uh, just doesn't do them any favors to get beat up by old guys like Austin and outsiders like Johnny Knoxville to come in and beat up current talent and make them look like uh, like the Keystone cops. The NFL would not let 93 Cowboys come in and beat the shit out of the current L.A. Rams. Perhaps I'm taking it too seriously? Probably. I don't think you're taking it too seriously. I, I, I agree with the sentiment. I feel it at a certain level. Um, but, you know, uh, in kayfabe terms, KO kind of beat himself, right? He hit Austin with a stunner. And the only reason he didn't beat Austin is it was really on a fluke, you know. He uh, went for the chair shot, chair bounced off the rope, hit him in the head, and he ate a stunner. Yeah. From arguably the greatest wrestler of all time, yeah. Sammy Zayn, 
it took it was it was basically a one-on you know five handicap match and it took every bag of tricks Sami Zayn tried to wrestle his match whereas Johnny Knoxville was busting out every single trick in the book and yeah. all his friends helping him so I think they were both protected um I mean, but I, I do agree, man. Yeah, like I, I think that, and that's why you have AEW. You know, what I mean, you're not going to see stuff like this as much on AEW. It's going to be straight up, yeah, uh, professional wrestling, more sports entertainment. I would say this too, like if, if you definitely have the time, uh, listen to uh, OVP, um, the Our Vantage Point podcast this week. They, uh, wanted, they had a viewer a question about, um, uh, do you like to be sports entertained or do you like to watch wrestling? And it's it's pretty yeah. much like it's subjective. So if you, if you're not into the you know the the wacky stuff you're not gonna you're not gonna like it i mean I yeah mean, and, and like i said earlier dude yeah wwe is an entertainment company yeah. first dude they, first they're gonna pull out I, I was listening i can't remember what i was listening to either today or yesterday it was talking about how um you know the reason why pat mcafee had to win that match dude because even though austin theory has been like the the golden child for wwe and vince right now like Pat McAfee is going to go on to like all these other shows that he's going to be on and stuff. And he's going to say like, Hey, you know, I, I won at WrestleMania. He's yeah, going to go on to promote WrestleMania on ESPN and all these other yep. podcasts that he does and all this. Whereas like, you know, if he lost, it would be like, why, why would he go back and say, Hey, watch this mania match where I lost. But now exactly. Pat McAfee is like a promotion machine. So he's going to go around telling everybody that he, you know, had a mania moment and all this kind of yeah. stuff. So, um, they're they're going to do what they can to promote the product, and just like Johnny Knoxville, I mean, he came in and promoted the hell out of freaking WrestleMania. So at the end of the day, they're going to do what it do, what it takes to put butts in seats. And like yeah. Seth said, um, I agree. I agree with you to a certain point because I would love to see you know those guys have five star classics, but they're going to put on a show. They're going to put on um, you know what we consider sports entertainment. Yeah. So, yeah, great question, Justin. Um, Zach Hertzler says. As we all know and saw this weekend, the return of Cody to WWE after six years. But I want to know if you guys think if Cody never joined the Bullet Club slash the Elite, do you think he would have got over enough to the point to return back to WWE as a main eventer? Or do you guys think he needed to join them to get where he is today? I'm going to throw this one to Jordan first. I already know what Seth's opinion of this is, so I'm going to hear Jordan and Marco kind of hash this one out. I think Cody definitely benefited a lot from... Like he said, the Bullet Club, the Elite, um, just being around guys like those guys. Because, um, I mean, let's be honest, he was not main event when he left WWE. I'm still not sure if I would consider him main event now. Um, but, yeah. I mean, being around the Elite and Bullet Club definitely helps you a lot. And He I wasn't even main event in AEW. No. And like I said, I don't care who wants to admit this or not. AEW helped Cody a ton. I, we obviously don't know all the things he did behind the scenes, but... AW boosted Cody's career up to a point where he could do this again, right? I mean, if Cody was stardust in AEW, like, would WWE have really wanted him back? I mean, it, I, I think both people have benefited from it. Um, but, yeah, I, I think Cody definitely is at a different level. I still don't think he's a main event, but he's definitely an upper mid card now. Yeah, and I think, you know, to kind of counter what Sheena thought I was going to say, I think the Bullet Club needed Cody just as much as he needed them. They needed wow, each other for, for different reasons. You know, Cody needed Bullet Club because that gave him the cool factor, right? When he joined the Bullet Club there in 2000, was that late, was it late 2016 or early 2017? Yeah. When he joined, that gave him the cosign from what it was at the time, the coolest brand in wrestling, like the coolest faction, the coolest gimmick in wrestling. They were basically the NWO in 96, DX in uh, 97. That is what the Bullet Club was back in, you know, 2016, 2017. And what it gave the Bullet Club was an established name in America because, yeah, the hardcore fans 
knew Kenny Omega and they knew the Young Bucks. They knew Marty Skrull. They knew Hangman. Um, but it was, you know, Cody was known to all the fans in America. So people who may not have noticed before really kind of took a look at, hey, what's this Bullet Club thing? And it really started to gain even more momentum in the States um, leading up to, to All In in 2018, which ultimately led to the formation of AEW. So I'm not sure AEW happens if Cody didn't join the Bullet Club. You know, I think the Bucks and Kenny would either stayed in New Japan or, you know, the, there's a definitely a timeline out there where they end up in WWE mm-hmm. um, around that same time frame. So I think it was mutually beneficial for, for different reasons for both of them. All right. Um, real quick, Johnny JB, did you guys think anyone else was going to debut at WrestleMania against Seth? Did any of you guys think anybody but Cody was coming out? No. I didn't. I thought it was going to be I thought we were going to get a troll job with Shane. I thought Shane was going to come out, and then Shane was going to introduce Cody or someone like Veer, or maybe even Elias, aka or Elias' brother Ezekiel. um, (laughs) I thought thought we were going to get – I thought there was going to be a little bit more to it. Um, I I do like the way they did it, though. Just no nonsense. Let's cut to it. I think it made it seem like a much bigger deal. Um, They didn't delay it. They knew everybody was expecting it, and they gave us what we wanted. Yeah. but yeah, I, th- I was expecting somebody to come out and troll. All right. Honorable mention real quick to um, our good buddy, Phil Dunnett. Um, He said, you know, he wanted to know if uh, what we thought about two nights of mania and whether they should just cut all the video packages. But we already talked about that at the top of the show. But I want to go ahead and give our buddy Phil a shout also, out. Also, shout out to Phil, the creator, the originator of the Foley Picks League. There were like 35 predictions to be made across the three shows from WWE this weekend. And I think Phil got like four predictions right. So (laughs) for somebody who started this whole enterprise, I don't know how he is so horrible, man. It's like... If there Listen, was like a solo match out there with just one person competing in it, somehow he would find a way to get the prediction let, right. I, well, let me just, I'm going to show Phil some love though, because Phil, his, his picks may be absolutely terrible, but his recaps of the show and write-ups and he does a and great job. He does a great job writing the articles after the fact. Keeping up him, with all the various rivalries and stuff in the league. <laughs> yeah. yeah I always find myself laughing uh, the morning after a big event when. Uh, he finds a way to sprinkle in the British language and slang. A little, and stuff yeah, a little well British too. language, a little, a little, um, you know, he's like poking people and ribbing people a little bit and uh yeah I, I absolutely love it so thank you thank you for all you do for the fully picks league phil and that wraps up our listener mail for tonight you guys know where you can find us you can find me on instagram at chick foley marco running the ch- twitter machine over at Whoa, chick foley hurting cats got me a, a little feisty <laughs> you know? yeah um you can find marco on twitter uh at, <laughs> Foley show <laughs> and uh, most importantly join our Foley fam at chickfoleyshow.com go show all of our guys some love over at pod foundation make sure you go in and individually follow all of those shows and keep up with what's going on because it'll complete your entire week of all you need for wrestling content all right we want to remind you guys to support ringside collectibles using code chickfoley and use code pf10 at chalkline for all your chalkline swag all right it's time for the trivia question of the week, Sheena's got one dialed up for me. I'm going to try to get a streak going to uh, break my own record of four consecutive questions. All right. At WrestleMania 8, what possession of Tatanka's did Rick Martell have? I want to say it was just a, a feather. I don't think it was the whole headdress. I think it was a feather out of the headdress. You may have to go to the judges on this one. I'm going to give it to you. It says his feathers. It was plural, okay. so it wasn't a single feather. But the fact that you said it was his feathers, I'm going to go ahead and give it to you. So yeah, yeah. I can distinctly remember, yeah, Rick Martell coming out with that. So that was yeah, good. good. I was I actually watched WrestleMania Eight as kind of a uh, a come down off of uh, 
night two of Mania the other night, man. Wow. Just a little wind down action. You know, Brett and Roddy Piper is one of my favorite matches ever. Uh, all right. So that is a wrap for episode 168 of the Chick Foley show. Uh, we're going to hit you guys a little bit of Foo Fighters and tribute to Taylor Hawkins on the way out. Uh, she can give us some closing thoughts with another WrestleMania weekend in the books. Hey, when WWE, when the build sucks, just know that they are going to stand and deliver. Oh, no. Wow. Good God. <laughs> 